Urban Media Today talks sports on Urban Media Today Radio. Urban Media Today talks sports. Got my man Vince Butts, Scott Cliff McAfee. You got Brandon Walker, Jason Dunn. The rest of the fellas join us a little later. It's a beautiful Saturday. Oh, man. We had uh, the week off. The fellas took the week off when they had the, um, for the NFL draft because, boy, um, I wish everybody could see or hear what was being talked about on the, the text because you cats, I mean, yeah, <laughs> come on, you were texting back and forth. It's like you should have had a podcast. We should have had a podcast last week. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it was crazy every time I, I was sitting at work and these cats is talking, like going back and forth. Every, my, and I had to shut off my phone because the notices just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. Um, but I disagree with everything y'all y'all were saying, everything. So we'll just we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> Um, but also, we got to talk about the NBA playoffs. The New York Knicks surprised everybody. Surprised me. I didn't think they would even be. Um, I think that was the first playoff win in the first round in 25 years or something like that. And I got that right? Or 20 years or something like that. Hey, I think it was 2013. 2013. So, 2013. Okay. Yeah, one of the so, 10. 10 years. Okay. So, um, but that's crazy. And I was thinking about that playoff game in Madison Square Garden. That's just off the hook, man. And then the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers look like they, they're going to um, pose some problems. And my man, Brandon, I got to say to you, I have to eat my words. Cause I said, uh, that, uh, Golden State didn't have a chance and, uh, look at Golden State. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what happened there, but, uh, okay. Uh, um, but I mean, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, especially the draft. It's going to be. Interesting to see what these cats got to say about the draft, where, where their players went. I think the, the Ravens look pretty good to me from the draft. I think that, um, you know, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even want to say Pittsburgh because then it's going to become a Pittsburgh show, Vince. Um, oh, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> and then uh, I, mean, I know Vince is from Cleveland. So, I mean, Cleveland – I don't know. They ain't do too bad, but I, I, what do you guys think, man? I'm thinking, oh, I'm I'm upset, but I'm always upset if it's the laugh when I say this. Every year I'm always upset when the NFL draft is over because mm-hmm. this is HBCU players. There was only one HBCU player picked out of seven rounds. That's 200 and how many? Like 250-something? It, it was 259. 259 picks. You get one player from an HBCU? Oh, man, come on. I, I, I'm just not feeling it right now. I, there's Ooh. too much talent, too much talent out there. Um, so, like, like, like I said, Vince can attest to it. I'm always mad um, after the NFL draft. Cats ain't getting picked. I mean, I'm, I'm just not feeling it right now. I, I feel, I feel like, I, I feel what you're saying, but at the same time, the one thing uh, that here he comes with the butt. Well, get him, Vince. Get him, Vince. <laughs> so. It, it it is one thing for for players to get drafted and in, in, you know into into spots and I and I, I know that you know for a player that's you know that's that's the dream right but at the same time you know for a lot of undrafted free agents the opportunity to go where yeah. you think you best fit in um, so you can kind of sift through some you know some opportunities that you might think might be better than actually being drafted somewhere so um, I think there were like thirteen fourteen. Uh, uh, players from HBCUs that that uh, got signed on as undrafted free agents. So, um, you know, you think about again having that opportunity to handpick which opportunity looks best for you um, is not not a bad thing. So, I mean, you you know, it may 
it may not be the, you know, in the most glamorous way to, to get onto an NFL roster, but um, you get there and you go in and make an impression. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I still get mad because I just think that when we're, we're on here and we're talking about how you have a separate HBCU combine, um, and then it's like, okay, why do you have a separate combine? First and foremost, invite them to the big combine with everybody else. I, I just get mad at that. And then you don't draft anyone? I'm like, come on, man. And the thing was, only one GM was there. That's what, the crazy word. At the HBCU combine? Yeah. No, they were. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, but all, no but, only uh, one but, GM. But, one. But all, well, all, but all 32 play, all 32 teams were represented. So, Got you. I mean, there's, there's scouts and stuff that are there. And, and I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, is it wasn't the Steelers, uh, Omar Khan, the GM, was the only was, GM there. Yeah, yeah he was the only saying. GM. Oh, so that's what Brandon's saying. Okay, I get you. I get you. Okay. Yeah. Cool, but, but I mean, from this, go ahead, go ahead, Jason. Sorry, I was getting ready to say, but in the same token, you know, you still have. I think there was only one player drafted from the Ivy League, if I'm not mistaken, um, and you know, personally, I would I would love to see more guys get drafted from HBCUs because I think there is a lot of untapped potential, but there are a lot of other leagues that have. That do have some a uh, similar gripe. So, bro, I mean, you just compared the HBCUs to an Ivy League, and there's only what nine teams in the Ivy League. What are you talking about HBCU teams? There's over mm-hmm. 25, 30 HBCU teams. What are you saying? Like schools? I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you talk, no, you talk about over a hundred. You're not talking. You're not. No, I'm talking about the have No, no, no. Programs. What I'm saying okay. is, why I agree that yes, there are over thirty. Programs. I'm saying that there are leagues that only got one kid drafted, and I think, uh, I mean, this draft has been so power five dominant. It's not even funny. The um right. the first round only one kid was drafted. None from no no no. no. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank no. you. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody outside out of outside of the power five was drafted in the uh in the first round. Nobody mm-hmm. and. Right. I mean, there are kids who are good at JMU. Who, there are kids who are good at um, North Dakota State because, I mean, they've had – I mean, good Lord, they've had people drafted. But for whatever reason, this year it was power five dominant. So, I mean, while I agree that there are definitely kids who should have gotten a, a phone call from HBCUs, mm-hmm. I think this year is more of – I want to say more of an exception than the rule in this particular instance. I think the Steelers made a mistake with the linebacker that they drafted from Wisconsin. I think that Aubrey Miller is a better linebacker than he is. Right? I'm not, but does that same linebacker work out with TJ Watt in the offseason? Is he from the same school as uh, TJ, JJ Watt, Derek Watt. Is he from? I mean, unfortunately, familiarity and a guy like a Watt may be whispering in somebody's ear saying, Hey, this kid is he's the goods. I'm not saying that that's the case, I don't know, but you know, you have to look at it from yeah. all angles in that particular instance. And I'm looking at it from the point because Aubrey Miller transferred 
from uh, uh, Power Five to um, JSU to be, to play for Prime. So now did he get hit ding for that? I would like to see what they actually players got dinged on by these scouts and why these teams didn't take them. Why didn't they take a shot on them? Because there's no way that because um the stats that I heard from about this kid on Wisconsin, he's you know, he's a, a shaky tackler, like sometimes he gets ran through. Come on, no, that ain't still in football. Yeah, he's, he's another not, Devin Bush. Oh, man, Lord, not again. Not that no, 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 no. All right, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But you know what, before we even go any further, though, I want to say this. Isaiah Bolton, I have to give props to him. He was the only HBCU player drafted by the New England Patriots. So I'm giving props to the New England Patriots. It's like, okay, and he was a quarterback out of Jackson State. Um, I think he was like pick 245. Um, but, uh, again, um, you know, I'm upset. I know, I know, I know, I know it's like, just let it go, Trev, but I can't, um, just can't, can't do it, Vince, can't do it, can't do it, uh, um, but I mean, what, what, uh, what, what, uh, uh, Cliff was saying is, is, is pretty good, I'm just, I get it, what he's talking about, when you talk about the linebacking core, when you talk about the Steelers, and you talk about draft picks, but again, we all have to look at the fact that, Man, these cats, once they get on the field, they can prove themselves and become totally different players. I mean, once they get that shot, there's, there's no telling. Um, so, you know, um, like I think Cliff was saying, he, he would like to see what these cats get dinged on or what the scouts see or what they rate. Um, I don't even care. I just like, yo, once, once, once the cat suits up, you know, gets between them lines, let me see what you got. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the one time I was very impressed with the NFL draft, and it was the Steelers, by the way. Um, I think it was Mike Tomlin's first year with the Steelers. Um, the only the only miss he had in that draft class was uh, a brother who I thought was going to be awesome out of Texas, Lyman Sweet. Uh, couldn't catch a cold. Um, but uh, he had Mendenhall running back in that draft. Um, and then this, we took Dennis Dixon, quarterback in that draft. Um, so, I mean, that particular class. And I think it was his first. It might have been his second year as a head coach. Second year. Um, second year. Yeah. But yeah. – um, that was a pretty good draft class. Um, so that's the only time I really kind of got excited, aside from when when Tariq uh, got drafted by the, uh, the Chicago Bears. And then uh, when uh, – what's he calling himself now? Shaq Leonard <laughs> got drafted yeah. by the Colts. I mean, I got excited about that. And But, I mean, the Steelers had another draft pick because um, out, of, out of South Carolina State was uh, – Von Hargrave. Yeah. So I got excited that there. And that was a good bet. That was a good pick. But what, mm-hmm. you, what, you, what did you cast see as a great pick? This past draft, like what was it? One particular person or one team that stood out to you guys from the draft? That, I mean, no, we, just just yeah. took, what took place like three weeks ago? Two no, weeks no, ago. no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying oh, is that you're talking about. Well, never mind. I misunderstood the question. Oh I yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. It, even in uh, history, like historical draft. What, I what mean, stu- is anyone that stuck out? I mean, you got to go with the seventy. Yeah, the seventy-four Steelers. I mean, not only did they get what five Hall of Famers, and once uh, and Donnie Shell signed as a, a free agent, he's in the Hall of Fame. So that arguably is the greatest draft class ever because nobody's drafted that many Hall of Famers, homegrown. So mm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, mm. nobody's ever done it. 
The only th- only class came through was probably the A one Redskins. I forget. It was like they drafted Mark May, Russ Grimm. Hell to pit. Somebody else. <laughs> Nah, Grim, nah, yeah, Grim, Grim and May didn't come out together. May came they, out. They dra- okay, it, they drafted somebody. I have to look it up, but they yeah. they had a couple people. I might be missing alignment. I wasn't born yet. I'm sorry. No, but, May came. May came out. Oh, 80, Vince, Grim he came just out got 81. a pass, didn't he? he? Brandon just got a pass. Does Vince will tell you? But don't get on here and talk about. I gotta look yeah. it up. You gotta be bringing the information with you before you I even know. start talking about it. He but, just got but, a pass, man. But I had, I got a pass, but look. But you know, but if I have looked it up, you'll I'll, I'll find it. Like they had a draft class, so two of the hogs were in that same draft class, and and I think Art Monk was in that draft class too. That's what I meant. Might have been Jacoby Grimm and Monk. That might, May, that might be. Yeah, May May came in in eighty. Might have been seventy nine. Yeah, he I think he was in the draft class of eighty. So I'm guessing what I'm getting at is. This draft, like this draft, was it anything that just stood out to you that was like, okay, this is gonna stick? I guess they got to prove themselves first, huh? In order for it to be like, yes, they did. Yeah. They got um, all them dudes that got drafted out of Georgia by Philly in the last two seasons, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Philadelphia, yeah, they might as well mm-hmm. become change the names of Bulldogs. Um. Was it five black quarterbacks? Was it four black quarterbacks? Don't do that, man. Ain't nobody talking about Alabama, man. Ain't nobody talking about Alabama, right? They got the first pick. (laughs) Can't go to your offense. Ooh, look at that. That's the end of the first quarter. It goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Quick timeout. We're going to come right back. Our media today talks sports. We got Ron Pitts. We got Jason Dunn. Brandon Walker. My man Cliff McAfee and Vince But We'll be right back after this timeout. Tune in weeknights at 8 p.m. for the Nightcap. Your favorite slow jams for lovers. Or maybe you want to sit back, relax, and unwind. After a long day at work, you'll need a Nightcap. So relax. We'll handle the rest. It's the Nightcap on Urban Media Today Radio. Media today talk sports. We got the Reverend in here. He can ready to kick up some dust. We got Ron Pitts in here, and we got Brandon Walker, Jason Dud, Cliff McAfee, Pitts Butts, and myself. All right, Mr. Mr. Pitts, Doctor Pitts, what you got to say, man? No, man. Say. When you talk about the Eagles, you know, I mean, I, I, you might also change their name to Philadelphia uh, Bama Dogs because the offensive side is nothing but Bama Cats. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And a quarterback, I, I, quarterback was in Bama for a minute. For you, you okay. got you, 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 you got and uh, a wideout, uh, right? You got Deontay Smith, and then you got Dickerson on your lineman. So it, it, it's Bama. Hold up, hold up, hold up. He got drafted out of Oklahoma. If that's the case, then then Pitt gets credit for Jordan Addison. Jalen Hurts still look at it like that. Pitt gets credit for Jordan Addison. But 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 but, but Jalen has a national title with Bama, and his degree is from Bama. And if you interview Jalen, he's going to give Bama his props. He represents he represents Bama before anything. Where did Addison get his Belitnikov? Hey, I ain't disputing that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's cool. I, if you want to hey, say he's a Pitt Panther, it's all good. He ended up at USC though. He ended up a Trojan. I don't know what happened there, but anyway, um, he went good. to the wrong school. But that <laughs> question though, man. I think that the sneaky player out of this draft, and I think and and it's got to be Hendon Hooker. I think he was a I big 
Um, yeah. he was a big steal. Injuries, he he the Detroit Lions are going to benefit from his injury. And and yeah. I, uh, and, and this is where, you know, if 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 Hendon would have been healthy, he would have been he would have been uh a top I think he would have been in the top ten uh as a quarterback. He would have been the fifth quarterback drafted, I believe, in that or the fourth quarterback drafted. Yeah. Like I would tell you, Levis is going to be a total bust. I'm going to tell you something. Levis. I'm going to tell you something. Why do you say that, though? Go ahead. He couldn't. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a surprise. I'm going to tell you the quarterback. And be prepared, Jason, because you're going to, you're going to, you're not going to like this. I think watching him, watching the Rose Bowl, he, Sean Clifford is going to have a better career than you think. I think he's going to beat out a bit. Maybe not right away. He's gonna supplant Jordan Love in Green Bay. I'm okay, not sure what's saying about though. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, go back to Levis for a second, though. So but you Levis, Levis is and then like, you but, okay. He's like, the point is, the point is, Levis, Levis couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. So that's so that's tells me all you need to know, and like, and he gets and like. Clifford had gotten dragged for like eight years at Penn State. So I just don't see it with him. He has a strong arm, but everybody has a strong There's but like here's, too many people like that. Here's the thing with these drafts, man. And, and a lot of people, this is where I think bust and, 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 and people excel. It's all about sometimes the system and the organizations. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and I think that I think that's the part we lose it at, man. Some people thrive in the system, and that's even in college. That that's in NFL. It, it really comes down to the system that you fall in. And so a lot of people are talking about, and I know I joked about it a lot in, in our chat about Levis is still on the board. Levis, once you got past a certain place, nobody else needed. It's not the fact that he wasn't good or not good. It was that everybody in between didn't need no quarterbacks at that mm-hmm. time, and, and so. Because of the placement now, do we do we want to exchange out Levis for Anthony Richardson or Richards, whatever? And, and so do we want to, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it really comes down to that last spot. So so think about it. We put in, we put in Levis over uh, Stroud. We put in Levis over, um, 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 I should know this out of Bryce. <laughs> Bryce. <laughs> So, so the only place that I really seen where there was an opportunity in the high place was was the Colts, and once they got past the Colts, I think later down in the rounds it came down to Tampa or Minnesota that that really can possibly need a quarterback for the future. Uh, Tampa more so now, Minnesota's more future. But after that, man, it, 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 I think he fell exactly where he was supposed to fall. I just don't like. I'm not really feeling Tennessee because I mean, think about it. They just drafted Malik Willis. Yeah, and he—I mean, they already replacing him. And I think that scenario where system happened with him, I think he was a casualty of going getting drafted by a bad system. I'll be honest with you; I've seen a couple of his games. Seeing how I'm in Southwest Virginia and Liberty is in Southwest Virginia, I didn't see. I mean, he's definitely an athlete, but in the big games, he shrunk. And the one thing I can say about one thing I can say about Levis is the fact that I mean, you know, he played SEC he played, ball. Yep, played SEC and, ball, and he played some Big Ten ball too. 
He played SEC ball. Willis couldn't cut it in the SEC and went to Liberty. Levis then he left Penn State in the Big Ten and went to the SEC and was a starter. And I'll be honest with you, I think I got caught up in the moment when it came to Malik. Because I was that one dude. I was like, man, Steelers are making a big mistake. Pick and pick mm-hmm. it over. Where I was doing prop pre during that draft. Exactly what I was caught up in the moment because I was catching up, caught, caught a lot of his highlight games. And the games that I did catch, it was games that he was thriving in. So I'm one. Uh, Clifford Tay, I was one of them guys, man. Y'all got to go after Malik. Y'all got to still. Well, the Malik phone ain't working. I was that dude, man. And so nah. I didn't. Even in this part of the country in the South, I didn't watch a lot of pit games, right? Because I was too busy watching national championships. But that's a whole nother call. <laughs> the only reason I did, come on, man, come on, man. Let's let let. I mean, but to be honest with you, and Vince can back me up because you know he covered pit, he covers pit. Pickett played better than Willis did at all. I mean, Pickett was the ACC Player of the Year, Heisman Trophy runner up. And I mean, he was killing people his yeah. his senior year, and it wasn't even close. So you've I mean, seen, and, you've seen he had that it, and and for me personally, when I really got to really just truly watch him in preseason, when he did get his chance to play, I, there wasn't a throw that I didn't see this dude was able to make, uh, and I was like, oh, I hit Cliff and I hit Ray up, and I was like, yo, I missed it on this Malik and Pickett joint. I I I'm sold on Pickett. You didn't take you guys that long to recognize how good Pickett was because Vince can attest to it. I was talking about Pickett his freshman year at Pitt. And then everybody started hating on Pickett when he got hurt when when Vince his sophomore year is junior year. I mean he he but he he rose up to that level. He he had an opportunity. He he wasn't always but wait a minute, his freshman year. He had the potential. His freshman year, he was playing his butt off. He had the potential. He showed everybody his potential his freshman mm-hmm. year. And yeah, then people I mean, and, and, and Pitt fans alike started hating on him when he got injured. So he slowed down a second. And then it's like his junior, like you said, his junior, senior year, his junior year, and then his senior year, he really played up. Like he took his game up to the next level. I would get into arguments with with um with uh, a, a few people um about Pickett because they were like hating on him. Remember, remember we were in the studio and Cats was like hating yeah. on Pickett, like oh he ain't he ain't nothing. He shouldn't even be playing. That's so crazy. I, I don't understand well, how people it took people that long to recognize. I was one of the first ones to say like I mean he had a it, the it was a sophomore junior year and mm-hmm. he he threw like with thirteen interceptions like mm-hmm. and 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 maybe like. Barely, not even twenty touchdown passes. So no. I mean, he, he didn't have a he didn't have a great uh, year going into that senior year. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think he showed that you know he's a, he's a he's a gamer. Like you know, he's never going to quit. He's gonna you know mm-hmm. like he's gonna he's gonna bring these intangibles. And I think senior year it just took off. You know, like you know having having talent around you, having a guy like Jordan Addison make plays for you. Having running backs, they make plays for you. Have defense make make plays for you. I think helps mm-hmm. overall. I mean, I, I I wasn't I wasn't down on him, but I thought that he had an opportunity to be in a program for five years. Six, yeah. five, six. you know, five, five six. Go five. to he was there. No six. He did five. Oh, no, 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 no. He did five. Hold up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he, he might have did five. He did five. five. He did five. <laughs> so. I, you know, Hold because he played Miami in 2017, correct? Because I remember this that one game he had he balled out in 2017 at home against Miami when 
when Miami was getting ready to go to the uh, playoff that year, mm-hmm. if you guys remember that. It was, it was his freshman year. Yeah, and I was going to say, his freshman year he balled out against mm-hmm. Miami. Yep. Yeah, I was at that yeah. game. I was there but, on but the sideline. People, I'm sorry. But what people forget <laughs> is, not to, not to cut you off, Vince, but what mm-hmm. people forget is he had three offensive coordinators in that time. He didn't really start showing what he could do until he got Mark Whipple, his junior, well, his senior, and then the super senior year that he used. That's when he his career shot into the stratosphere because you saw it changing his senior year. You saw that he was really starting, to, and that was COVID. He got hurt, and you could tell that there was a difference in the way he played. Then that senior year, he had everything he needed. The defense was great. The offense was tough. He had everything he needed. He had great receivers. He had a he had a draft uh, um NFL running back with a Bonaconda. And he had an NFL receiver. He had a tight end who's possibly going to go to the NFL. He had offensive an offensive lineman who's in the NFL. And I mean, he had a great OC. And he had a coach that let him be him. And just like what he had in at Pitt is the same thing that's happening at um with the Steelers. They're giving him, he's got Pickens, he's got Johnson, he's got Austin. They just got him the ginormous tight end out of uh, Georgia. Offensive got him offensive <laughs> lineman. He's got linemen. They're unlike he's also ha- got concussions though. That's why he got offensive linemen. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he's also got concussions. And not to cut you off, but, uh, I mean, that's like Ryan was saying, it goes back to the system. Uh, and, and I think that, that you know, you all still are fans. Um, I think that the Steelers, you know, they're going to build the system where he flourishes, which I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that because I've seen the potential. And I'm, I'm going to say to you guys, I think that, because we're coming up short on, on the second quarter, and Gary ain't going to halftime, the surprise quarterback who wasn't drafted Signed as a uh, as a as a free agent, Malik Cunningham, Louisville, could be the next Lamar Jackson. Remember, I told you that. But mm-hmm. um, but I just think he'll he'll be a surprise for you all because his form is like a Lamar Jackson. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, uh, before we run out of time, we gotta talk about that contract. We gotta talk about him getting his money and how he got his money. That has to be a big conversation. This when we're talking about football in the NFL, we gotta talk about that. Um, I just shut all of y'all down. I didn't mean to, um, but you know, I I took advantage of my privilege. I have privilege, so I just shut it all down. Uh, no, I'm just playing with y'all. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. It's halftime. We're gonna come right back. We're gonna talk more NFL. We'll talk the draft. Uh, but we'll come back with all that in just a second. Uh, it's Urban Media today. Talk sports. Got Cliff. McAfee, got Ron Pitts, Brandon Walker, uh, Jason Dunn, and my man Vince Butts. We'll be right back after this timeout. It's halftime. We'll play a full game. Two more quarters coming up. Nice to Media Marketing and Promotions is an independently owned marketing and promotions company handling all your social media, event planning, brand marketing, and promotional needs for small, nonprofit, and big corporations. If you need more information about rates and services or more, call 443-252-3923 or log on to the website at nice2mediamarketing.com. Media Today talks sports, Brandon Walker, Jason Dunn, Cliff McAfee, Ron Pitts, Vince Butts. Talking NFL because of the draft, you know, happened. And we're trying to, you know, these cats just went crazy texting during the draft. I saw a text from Cliff. I 
month. I saw texts from Ron. I saw more texts from Ron than I saw the whole year. I was like, come on, Ron, what's going on with you? There's a text from Jason Dunn. I saw a text from Brandon, Vince. Uh, Ray Porter Jr. got in on the text. It's like Keith was in on the text. It's like everybody was just like, yo, this, yo, that, yo, that. So that's why I have to ask you guys, with all that texting back and forth, what really stuck out? Like, I'm, I'm trying to get to it, but you guys ain't giving it to me. What stuck out with you guys as far as this draft is concerned? Like, what either made you mad or happy? I, th- I think uh, that the Indianapolis Colts, I think they made a mistake with Anthony Richards. Richardson because he almost lost the USF. That dude, the USF put it on him inside the swamp, and he almost lost. And not only that, the year before that, he almost lost to USF here at Ray J. So, so to me, he, he should have stayed another year. I think that they should have, um, U of F should have talked to him and said, hey, man, it's better for you to stay here. Yeah, you could get more, uh, you could get money now, but, you know, you'll be a better pick later next year. I really think that he needs, uh, he needed more time to develop. Um, Whereas Indianapolis, he might be expected to be the man right away. So I, 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 I agree with you to, to an extent. I think that, that players in his position, um, I mean, his, his, his ceiling is, I mean, it's sky high right now, you, and you got to run with it. It's, it's hard to tell a you know, dude turn down, you know, $5 million, $6 million a year. Um, you know, he, he's not going to get that at, at, at Florida. Plus, he gets to – he gets to go into an NFL camp and get get coached up by pro coaches. So, um, I mean, I think it's I, I think they're going to play him too soon, um, but you can't argue with you know going going into a pro camp and getting all the pro help you know from from all the, the scouts and 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 the quarterback coach all that. I mean. It's that, that's your dream. I don't, Vince, it's hard to it's hard to tell guys to put that off. I, I disagree. I mean, on the fact that you're playing people too soon, like the expectations now is you got to quarterbacks are going to want to play right away because now now you're like, let me break it down. I cover high school. I cover preps to pros. It ain't just Penn State. I did it through high school. I was with the still like these kids. We got kids that go, and Jason could probably back me up on this. We got kids that go to quarterback camps, these 707s, the elite 11 camps at like 14, 15, 16 years old. Hold on. And, and like they're throwing, they're throwing, they're throwing, getting their mama watching film and stuff like that. These kids, that kids now are ready for pros more than ever. Because they're actually trying to like prep them for pros now. It's different, man. Different than being in boot camp and being in live war. I know it's different than being in war, but but day that you clips up, being respectful with that. It's a different thing when you got some live stuff coming at you. Seven on seven drills in camp. Don't get wrong. That that prepares you, but it's a whole different thing, man. College separates just like high school separate men and boys. College and pros does this do it. The speed is totally different. Right. Now think about it. When you plan in college, yes, you 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 plan, and this is what people argue with me with this. And yeah, I'm painting a picture. I ain't I ain't trying to paint no SEC picture, but the difference between SEC and the rest of the country, 
is your, your receivers, everybody running four fours and four threes, quarterbacks and all that linemen. Well, what separates it is the defensive line. When you got defensive linemen running four twos and four threes, uh, uh, that's what separates the SEC from a lot of the other conferences. So when you get into the NFL, you playing against everybody that's running that type of elite speed. That's that, that that's just as strong. And, and so to say that these quarterbacks want to play, this ain't college where you're trying to pick a school where you want to go to because I want to play. NFL is you get picked, you play when we tell it's time to play. Yeah. And what better way? I, I me mean, personally, how much higher could he have went? Yeah, waiting fourth. another fourth. What? How much higher could he have went <laughs> if he waits another year? But, the I, but, but I gotta, I gotta agree with Brandon. Um, and the reason why I'm agreeing with him, I understand all that you're saying, but it's been universally said that these kids that are coming in to the pros are more ready than they ever have. Before you could get a, a number one draft pick as a quarterback, he would sit on the bench maybe three years carrying a clipboard, learning the, learning the game, and then you would see him come in, he would be ready. Now you got guys that are doing the seven-on-seven. Seven. They got quarterback coaches who they're with all offseason. They they've been doing quarterback and quarterback camps and seven-on-seven, seven, and they do it in the summertime where they're doing seven-on-seven seven against their own team. They're doing seven-on-seven, seven, and if they're in high school, they got leagues that have some of the top talent that is going to the SEC schools, going to ACC, kids that are going to ACC schools, Big Ten that they're going up against. And I mean, the competition, you would not believe the competition. Under normal circumstances, if this was like maybe five, ten years ago, Ron, I'm I wholeheartedly would agree with you. But the type of competition that these kids are seeing and the type of coaching that they're getting, I mean, it's it's a it's different. It's it different. Isn't it supposed to be better? Like as we as we progress, we have better technology and and we have better mm-hmm. this and better that. Yeah. So it makes sense that quarterbacks, in theory, are more prepared for the next level, and and the, and the want to is all fine and good, and the preparation is all fine and good. But when you step on the field, I mean, ask Malik Willis, was he ready? I mean, he'll tell you he was ready, but when we saw what we saw, wasn't necessarily him being ready. But did he have what he needed? Yeah. Did he have what he needed? Here's the thing, though. Another thing that makes that that I will give y'all this, where the quarterbacks can be more prepared to play now versus this is the only thing because of the rules in the league now have changed. And so now the seven on seven makes it more effective because guess what? You can't touch receivers like you used to. The physicality has been taken away. So now it almost feels like playing the seven on seven. That's the only benefit that the seven on me personally that I see. True that, true that. But, but, uh, but I want to just ask this question for you guys. And I don't want to make it about go back to pick. Does What slot do you give him this year? This year because now there's expectations now. Since now since we talked about this, Kenny Pickett got his whole foundation. He got the picket fence. He got Pickens. Najee, Friar move. Dante Johnson. What do you expect out of Pickett this year? Well, they still got Matt Canada, so it's hard for me to say that. But, <laughs> but you know what? 
<laughs> I mean, everybody says that about Matt Canada, and yeah, he ain't, he. At, what was the joke? Canada dry. I mean, it wasn't looking all that hot. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if you saw Matt Canada's offense at Pitt, he was able to get a quarterback drafted that had no business getting drafted that is still in the league. So I mean, Same dude thing. can. I mean, and if you watch in a, the NFL. They're using a lot of the concepts that he, I mean, the jet sweep, he bought that back and made it in vogue. And I mean, every team is running a jet sweep. Like I said, I'm not saying that Matt Canada is the greatest. I'm not, you know, personally, I'm like, you know, he makes me, you know, long for the Todd Haley days, but I'm, I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, but personally, I'm just like, there's a ton of talent on this offense if it doesn't work, first person they're going to fire is Canada. And if after that, if it looks bad, then you're going to hear Kenny Pickett. So he has a little bit more time and grace than the Not average Mike guy. Tomlin? Not what? Mike Tomlin before Kenny no, Pickett? No. no. Lord, no. You'll hear that from the fans, but you won't yeah. hear that from the so, no. Fire so, so That's interesting. So, so well, let me ask you guys this question. Um, you're talking about the quarterbacks being more ready than ever, and you're saying it's universal that it's been stated that the young quarterbacks coming in are ready to play. Um, I would take it a step further and say that um, all players are coming in probably more ready to play than they've ever been. And the reason I say that is because if you pay attention to the sports spectrum, you have people, and Jason will know this more so than any of us since he's looking, he's working with the young kids, 12 and under, um, championship football team. We as a society are training the young ones as specialists. So when you're looking at these, these young ones that are coming through nowadays, and look at gymnastics. I mean, look at, across the board, look at sports. Look at basketball. I mean, you're trained with these these young ones are being trained as specialists. You got cats in in junior high school, middle school trying to shoot like Steph Curry out the gate and getting coached for that. You know, you got cats, you know, on a football field who want to be a quarterback at seven, eight years old. Now they're getting coaches like they're individual coaches as well as as, as the, the team coach. So I think that, you know, I do agree, tend to agree with Brandon and, and, and Jason. Um, when they talk about a quarterback being ready to play right away, a younger quarterback, more so than before, because before these cats weren't being trained to special, specialists. Now you got across the sports spectrum being trained as specialists. Like cats don't play every sport like we used to back in the day, like I used to. You know, but go ahead. Isn't, isn't isn't there one aspect of, of this whole quarterback being ready that, that like we're not talking about is being able to read the defense? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, isn't isn't no that extremely there. important? I mean, that's that's yeah. extremely important. Expect when you get to the uh, to the pro level, uh, you can get away with not reading defenses at the at the high school level, and they probably don't even do it at the high school level. Oh, they do. Uh, no, they or, do. Or, or they, they do. do. Oh, they yeah, do. they do. They do. No, no, it's not um, rare. It's not rare. No, no, it's not rare. It's not rare at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, trust me, they have. I've had interviews with high school kids around here. They say they break down film on Saturday after the game. I interviewed you. We're gonna hear here, break down film, do this. Did that at Penn Hill. This, this is not. Yes, this I isn't. Had, under, it's under not certain, like before. Under certain coaches, right? All right. All right. It makes sense because it, it's crazy. Like it, it, it becomes like almost like it. it it's crazy, Vince. Um, because I, I know probably back in the day when you were playing, and I, I know when I was playing, coaches were into it then. But you know. It's almost like 
uh, uh, society on steroids now when it comes to sports. When you're looking at the coaching and, and you're looking at the players, it's like you just eat, drink, and sleep the sport 24-7. At 15, 16 years old, I mean, like, I was thinking, and you guys correct me, and, and some of you, when you were in school, you're trying to play all kinds of sports. But now it's like, nah, you're looking at most of these kids are looking at one sport and they're like, okay, that's what I'm focusing on. I mean, that's true to a certain extent and maybe okay. baseball and gymnastics. But I know in football, you have a lot of uh, like a guy that's going to Brandon school that I need to holler at him about. Um, he plays football and he's the state 100 meter and 200 meter champ. Mm-hmm. My son, he he runs track, you know, two, or excuse me, two of my sons run track. And, you know, track, you, you hear a lot of linemen, they wrestle. A lot of the uh, linebackers, they wrestle. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I watched, what was it, two weeks ago, a lineman for one of the uh, local high schools. He ran, he was in the 100 meet, he ran the 100. And this kid was blazing fast. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not uncommon, but it's not like, when we were younger, where we played football, then we played basketball, then we ran played track, mm-hmm. or excuse me, yeah. ran track. And, you know, it's not, you don't see guys jumping from sport to sport to sport because the seasons go so long, because the, the training is way more intensive than it was back when we were coming up. Excuse me, mm-hmm. you only see guys maybe do one or two, maybe, maybe three sports. Yeah, but a lot of times only get like a month off, and that's the yeah, that, that yeah. right back at it, man. Like, and as a, like it's and serious. As a, hmm. oh, when I was in school, fellas, we didn't even have time off. We went from one sport to the next sport to the next sport. That's how a lot mm-hmm. of the seasons ran. And it's like, and then when that was done, you just went out and played in the summertime. So it's all yep. good. It's the end of the third quarter. Uh, we just sound like an old bunch of old heads up on here. Um, <laughs> except for Brandon, of course. Brandon's the young one. Uh, <laughs> talk sports. We're going to take a quick break, come back with the fourth quarter. We play a full game here. You got Vince Buss, Cliff McAfee, Jason Dunn, Brandon Walker, and my man Rob Pitts. We'll be right back after this timeout. Urban Media Today is your source for entertainment, news, sports, and lifestyle. It's your online resource for health and fitness, providing tips to decrease your heart disease or increase your good spirits. Well, you can't find who made the top picks in HBCU sports or what part of the country is most exciting or affordable to travel with the entire family. Urban Media Today is there to provide you with all that you need and just a click away. Log on to UrbanMediaToday.com now. Find us on social media. Urban Media Today, your lifestyle information and blog website. Man, I'm tired already. Might to go sit down. Mm-hmm. This- <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Every media today talks sports. Yeah, we sound old. Ron talking about he tired already. <laughs> I need a blanket. Man, right, right. I, I know one time when I when I walked on the court, it's like, yo, it's like a, he could dunk. And one brother said, the only thing he gonna dunk is a donut. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's when you feeling old. That's when you really feel old. Um, speaking of old. The system, when I speak of system, I'm talking about agents. Is the system old? Is the system outdated? The reason I say that is because you all know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You got five years, $260 million, and that's a contract extension. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens, like, and he did it without an agent. And his mother is his agent, though, correct? I had to make sure I, I put that out. No. Nah. Or no, his mother's no. not his agent. No. But she, no. she worked on the negotiation. Well, she with him. Officially, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, quote unquote. But he did yeah. it without an agent. Does that change the game? Because I'm already saying, and, and, and I'm I'm sorry that Keith's not here because he always gets mad at me. I've always been saying that Lamar Jackson is a game changer. Now he's showing that he's a game changer on the field as well as off the field. You guys say what? I will say this. If you have Lamar Jackson's talent, you could be your own agent. Patrick Mahomes could sign, can negotiate his own contract. If you're average Joe Smo, you need an agent. Like you can't have like, so that's my spill. As simple as that. Like Aaron Rodgers could be his own agent. Any NBA player could be their own agent if you put up your numbers that you can, or baseball players put up numbers that you can. So that's just my spill on it. It's all about your skill and your talent. Um, yeah, I think so. I think I think the, I think the superstar players uh, or, or players that are perceived in that in that stratosphere um, don't necessarily need an agent. You know, when you know when a player like uh, Jalen Hurts signs this deal, uh, the next quarterback who signs is 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 not going to, you know, unless he's Patrick Mahomes, like he's not he's not going to sign this massive deal. He's going to sign a deal that's just just a little bit more than that last guy. So in, in one respect. Yeah, you don't need an agent. I, I thought Lamar should have had an agent, especially if he was uh, going to hold true to that fully guaranteed deal. Uh, the, the initial contract he got as a rookie, I think those because it was a slotted. There's no real need to have an agent. But your your second contract, I think it's I think it's really important to have an agent um, or, or someone who's advising you uh, and has connections. I, I think that's where. Lamar Jackson failed in the, in the bid. If, there, if his bid was truly to get a hundred percent guaranteed deal, he didn't. You know, he didn't have someone reading the room for him. He didn't have someone making phone calls for him. Um, he didn't have someone who had the foresight to think about what the Baltimore Ravens were going to do when they slapped the the, the franchise tag on him. Uh, and and not the mm-hmm. not the franchise tag that gave him the most money the tag that that allowed him to negotiate with other teams um, because I think if he would have had all that information, maybe he would have made a different decision. I would tell you where he made him. I I think he should have waited a little bit longer to see after what Burrow gets and what Herbert gets. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. Hold up. Hold up. $260 million, five years. You would say he should have waited? Waited for what? Hold on. Hold on. Let me talk. Nobody was even showing him interest when he was so when he was when he got the franchise tag and was able to negotiate with other teams. Nobody was showing him interest. I think the collusion is taking place in the NFL again, but we'll leave that alone. But what? Brandon, I, I I can't I cannot I cannot let you say that because wait for what? What hold are you right. waiting for? He, hold up, if, if he gets Bur- if Burrow gets his money, then and Herbert gets his money. But well, he it changes leave. the definition of many things. So you're saying, okay, I'm going to wait. When, see, oh, when, when he got, no, no, when, yes, you wait till you see at least Herbert. I don't think no he, way, bro. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he had a choice. I think that number one. <clears throat> I just want to put this out there. Is some of the, the dopest thing I've ever seen in my 50 years on this planet. Two of the highest paid players ever were black, and then the first two quarterbacks in the draft were black. Mm. That's dope. First three. But, First three, thank you. I apologize. The first, no, but the first two players drafted. That's mm-hmm. dope. Period. But Lamar, he he took the best deal that he was going to get and negotiated 
the best deal that he was going to get. There was no way that he was going to get a, a, a um Deshaun Watson type deal. Nobody, nobody's going to get that. Nobody's going to get right. that. And I mean, I mean, yeah. and, and to be honest with you, people forget what's the uh oh, what's his name in Minnesota? He got the Her first. Cousins. Her cousins, Her cousins, cousins got he got the first fully guaranteed contract. Two years, what was it? Two years, 86 million, something stupid. Three years, 84. Three years, three three years. years 84. Thank you. If it was three years, 84, yeah. Oh, Lamar would have got that easy, but 240, 260, there's no way. Cleveland, I mean, people were actually pissed that, that Cleveland gave him that, that uh, they gave Watson that deal. There's well, you nobody. Know, oh, man. How that deal came about, and that's just where I believe the collusion was at for me personally, mm-hmm. because the NFL owners couldn't let that market get re- make that big of a jump from 160 all the way up to 230. That they, mm-hmm. But how that happened was, remember, um, when Deshaun Washington came down to Cleveland, Atlanta, Carolina, and I, and I think, was it New Orleans? Deshaun picked up the phone from, from my, my understanding. Deshaun picked up the phone, told Cleveland they were completely out. Remember, all the reports came out mm-hmm. that complete, that Cleveland was out. Out of desperation, mm-hmm. Cleveland just went ahead and just reset the entire market and said, I tell you what, if you I don't believe this dude wants to go there. But them 230 million guarantee is what got that brother right there. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Brent, I, to the to the actual question, I think it's a good and a bad thing. I want I 100 percent agree that you know he, he changed the game without having an agent, but I think only certain players can operate in that status with with, with Vincent, mm-hmm. with Brent. Said. Now, in terms of the waiting piece, and if y'all go back I'll and t- check out, I'll tell you this because he'll get more money if you negotiate it. Now, I, I, you know, I'm about, I'm, about, I'm almost about to agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts was the one that that really. If you go back and watch any of the, our old, pre, listen to the old re, the uh, replays of what we've done, it was Jalen Hurts that Hurts that I said was his benchmark. There was mm-hmm. no way I didn't think he was going to catch Joe Burrow money because Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl. Herbert might have been the only one that probably, but I think player for player, Jalen Hurts was the measuring stick based off of his contract. Well, then Jalen well, Hurts went to the Super Bowl too. Yeah, but right. Lamar got the Lamar got the MVP. Lamar yep. has the fact that without him, hold up, hold up, hold up, doesn't let, win. Let Cliff talk too. Like, go ahead, Cliff. You was gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say like Jalen Hurts was a waving piece too. That was like the point. However. Whenever Odell signed, Odell, it was probably like a thing for Odell. Hey, look, I'll come to Baltimore if y'all get Jackson back. Because if you remember, Odell put out a post and said, hey, come on, Lamar, I'm waiting for you. I can't wait to work with you. So right then and there, that put that put the Baltimore Ravens in a, uh, in a bind, in a corner, is said, all right, we got one of the arguably best wide receivers in the league and right now, and I think they paid for too much for him. But anyway, but he was there and is like, hey, you bring outcome to you guys if you guys give me this and him and Lamar Jackson, bring him back. You guys cannot let him go because I think I could work with him. I don't think Odell was in, had that position of power, though. I don't yeah, think he had hurt. it. I don't think he had that position of power. I don't because he's coming off of what his third knee surgery. I think and second. Not, 
he had one in the New York. Yeah, ankle. And yeah. didn't he have one in yeah. Cleveland? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, he had, he had ankle. Ankle. It was ankle. Yeah, ankle, so, ankle, and two and two ACLs. So this is third. This is third major surgery, though. That's same, still his third major surgery. Same, I mean, same part of the body, same uh side too. Yeah. So I mean, if it this isn't like an Aaron Rodgers where it's like, hey, you guys. You know your quarterbacks are trash. All you need is me, and we can and we got a shot to go to the Super Bowl. Nah, he's coming off an injury, and there's a reason why Dallas didn't sign him. There's a reason why some of these other teams didn't pick him up first. He, I mean, if when Odell is healthy, oh, dude is he's worth every quarter. But he still he still reset back to uh, ground zero, and he has to prove that he's the man again. He is the man. He got eighteen million dollars on a one-year contract. You the man, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yo, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money for one year. Yo, all right. So we're gonna um, cut that short and um, kind of wrap it up. We got it's the fourth quarter. It's the end of the fourth quarter. We've been talking NFL today, kind of dominated the show. And um, I, I just want to go ahead and go around the room and and keep in mind, um, this is gonna last for two weeks. So whatever you say on this show is gonna be for the next two weeks. Um. What you got on your mind? What you want to talk about, Vince? I'm gonna start with you first, man. What you got? <laughs> um, so shout out to um, you know to all the moms, um, you know who are still here and and who are passed on. Um, you know we we wouldn't be here without without our moms. Uh, and uh, so you know much love to, to all those moms out there who you know who raised some some uh, some pretty decent black men. Um, I, I I I got a problem with. Uh, with with prime time, uh, you know, talking about uh, the NFL and 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 them only they only drafting one one HBCU player, um, you know, because Dion seems to be kind of a hypocrite, you know, kind of you know, um, you know, still want to talk about HBCUs but don't want to be a part of him. Um, so, so I'm feeling some kind of way, you know, with him, you know. You know him. Him still talking about HBCUs. Just go ahead, and move on to your new girl at Colorado, and just leave. You know, leave the HBCUs alone. Like you know, you you, you had your time. Um, you didn't want to. You didn't. You just want to date him. You didn't want to marry him. So so just you know you you know and I, and I think he's also putting a putting a uh, um, you know HBCUs in a bad spot. He's you know he, you know he got players there, which is great when he was there. But now he's taking away players. You know. Um, you know, Travis Hunter, one of you know top top recruit, you know, taking his taking his you know his son his quarterback, you know, and then all those players that that were at Colorado, now they you know they and and some some of those guys may not get a home, you know, they may have to you know uh, may have to you know submit to some 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 uh, uh, college you know, jobs, that, you know, lose their scholarships and everything, and and so it's, it's a crazy situation, but um, I mean, as much as I, I like Prime as a player as a coach. And what he did for Jackson State and HBCUs, I'm just feeling some kind of way about him, you know, still talking about HBCUs and he's no longer there. All right, good stuff. As long as he's talking about it, it's like, hey, um, good good news, bad news, as long as you're keeping it in the light. Like, so anytime he opens his mouth and mentions HBCU, I hope he's going to be looking at it. But I, I hear what you're saying, totally agree. Um, all right, so what you got, Cliff? All right, so, um, WNBA, I'd like to congratulate two USF Bulls that went back-to-back. Mm-hmm. 21st, 22nd pick in the WNBA draft, Ellie 
Tinsiniki and Delushi Fakim Men Menjindu. Um, you know, these women, I watched them play. Delushi, she's she could play down low. Um, and then Ellie, she got ball ball handling handling skills, and you know, she joins for um former bull basketball players. Jessica Dick, Dixon, Alicia Jenkins, all in the WNBA. These women, they set the pen, pedestal for USF women's basketball. Um, and shout out to their moms, every mom across the country, around the world, uh, for everything. And, you know, um, former USF Bulls, men's Bulls basketball center, um, Chiwa, transferred as a grad to Georgia, so he'll be playing in the SEC um, as a center, so big ups to him. And, you know, happy Mother's Day out there. Good stuff, good stuff. Yep, USF Bulls, yep. That was that was cool. I saw that in the WNBA draft. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I knew Cliff was happy. All right, Jason, what you got, man? Um, First, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to my mother, Teresa Dunn, and to my wife, Karina Dunn. Without those two, I don't, Lord knows where I would be. So I just want to give them props and to all the mothers out there listening, you know, happy Mother's Day. And, you know, you're definitely the backbone. Now, um, I said it earlier and, I, you know, talking about, you know, the the two highest paid players in the NFL were two young black men. Then you have two young black men drafted one and two. And a third one drafted a little bit later. We go from it being an anomaly with Doug Williams playing in the Super Bowl and somebody asking him, what's it feel like? How long has he been a black quarterback to two guys who have just basically are two guys who shifted the pay scale for NFL players, quarterbacks, especially, and two guys coming in who are young black men who are, I mean, this, this is, I don't think people truly understand how huge this is. It's a big thing and something that I'm glad that, you know, I've been able to see, you know, we go from black players not being treated as if they are the myth of black players weren't smart enough to play the position. Black, black quarterbacks, didn't have the acumen to run a team, to be leaders of men, to be all these different things to now teams decided that they were the high. They were so good at what they did that they paid them more money than anybody in the history of the league, not once, but twice. And then two black kids come out one and two, and then eventually four to they are going to be, they're being considered the cornerstones of their, of these uh, organizations. I don't think people really understand how big that is. And all of that happened within less, what a week's time, all that history in a week's time. That's crazy. So I'm just, I'm excited and I'm happy. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan and, you know, it's hard for me to root for Lamar Jackson, but I want to see him do extremely well and deserve that contract. Jalen Hurts, even though he's on the wrong side of the state, I still want to see him do well. 
And, you know, I'm just, it's, it's really exciting. Really exciting. And that's all I got. Brandon, what you got, man? When I sat in the college game, I said earlier in the college game, like college basketball season, it was going to be crazy. A lot of upset somebody you don't think is going to win. And two, like I said, the pro NBA playoffs is going to be crazy and messy and a lot of upsets. He beat the Bucks. The uh, Knicks beat the Cavs, but that's not really a four, four five. But the Warriors beat the Kings, and you got the uh, like, it's a lot of of upsets that went on and what else uh who else oh Lakers, Lakers. won uh, yeah Lakers yes thank you it's like a six and a seven and then an eight and a five and and two of the matchups and that's like it's like that and then like all of a sudden the usual it's like crazy but it's the usual classic LeBron and Steph the winner of that series could possibly be the favorite to win it all. And that's wild. And it's crazy, but it's – is it unexpected? No. Because you still got two of the greatest – two top ten players of all time still doing it, still on his prime. And that's my spill on that. And plus – um. 16 years ago, when I was 19 years old, I unfortunately lost my mom. So I have my I have a lot strong support system of my aunts, my grandma, and other women in my life that picked up the slack. And I just want to take the time to appreciate them and wish a happy Mother's Day to them. It's too many people, like ladies that I know to name. If I do that, I'll be here all night. And also, happy Mother's Day. Rest in peace, Mom. Kimberly Frank Walker. I don't want to make anybody cry here, but go ahead, uh, whoever's next. Respect always. Respect. Ron Pitts, we ended the show right. What you got, man? Good stuff, guys. Uh, First of all, happy Mother's Day to all the women out there. Mom, sister, my daughter. Uh, every all the women that are out there, um, and all the and the mothers that are out there holding it down. Thank y'all for everything y'all do. Um, we just talked about the NFL draft pretty extensively. This is a place where, whether you're number one or whether you're Mister quote unquote unrelevant irrelevant, a lot of dreams were made came into fruition. Even undrafted people getting that phone call. Still, hey, we want to have you on the team. Um. Being a Steeler fan, it hurts me to say this, but I got to give the Cowboys some props for how they made um, Vaughn's son's dream come true to watch that moment where uh, he had he didn't even expect that his son was going to get that call um, from the owner, uh, that they were turning that card in to go ahead and draft his son. You got this brother Vaughn who scouts talent all around the country. Um, for football to 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 bring it to the Jones family and say, hey, this is a guy that you want to draft. And the fact that, you know, not expecting that your son's going to get that phone call and to hear the owner saying, hey, to hear them say, come to work with your dad on Monday. Um, that was a very powerful moment to watch that dream come true um, in this draft. And this is probably one of the times I can honestly say um, the Jones family got it right. 
Um, they 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 got it right. Now, if I can throw a little shade, little dig, just to be funny with it, dog man, you couldn't scout your son to be higher than the sixth round. But in all man, that was a dream that came true, man, and that was a very powerful moment. And we talk about the black man, the black family. That was a powerful moment for the black family, man, to have his son, to affirm his son, to say, "Hey, son, you made it." Don't. It's not about where you get picked. It's just the fact that you get picked. And to have that phone call, man, I know that was amazing experience. And so that's my time. That's my that's my piece on that. There you have it. Urban Media Today Talk Sports. The fellas weighed in. Well, wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. Enjoy. Thank you to Vince Butts, Cliff McAfee, Jason Dunn, Brandon Walker, and Ryan Pitts. See y'all next weekend. Urban Media Today talks sports every week on Urban Media Today Radio, where you can listen in on free music and podcasts on our SoundCloud station at Urban Media Today. And for more information, log on to UrbanMediaToday.com, your lifestyle, entertainment, and sports blog website. What type of game you being played? How's it going down? Get up, all right? The views and opinions expressed on podcasts do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.